also dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garcia? Holy shit, dude. Excuse my dude. Another episode of Suck My Balls. Like people are gonna think, like, what the hell was wrong with those guys, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Check My Balls Pack Review. No, me and Ian did not get coronavirus, and that's why we're doing this show separately again. We live in different states, so I was just out in Arizona visiting. If you are returning listener or viewer this is maybe only your second time we appreciate you coming back to the edition of suck my balls if you're of course a long time listener brand new listener welcome myself my name is matthew Schaffer. i'm your host the most lives on the west coast your boy msg and i am joined each and every week by my boy Jackson. <laughs> what's up dude my mic though. Or well the, the thingy for my anyway. You're what? Um fuck I gotta unclick this this thing. The battery for oh. my mic. It like fell off and I caught it, and if it falls it'll rip it off my Gotcha. My, shirt. my gotcha. clip is kinda of broken. Oh, well, I'm I'm glad that uh, you're loud. You should maybe position your mic just a little bit under your chin more, just like you know, parallel to your nose. Like try to make a line it up under your mouth to nose, the bridge of your nose, tip of your nose. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As this show's already off the rails, to another edition of Suck My Balls, South Park. That's South Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the uh, I don't want to get into the fuck engineering aspect of the cardioid aspect and how big he's a area of yeah anyway so the format for suck my balls oh I, as i pulled this up here this is our format number 35 and season three episode two the succubus we've told you to suck our balls 35 fucking times well actually if we've said at least 100 over 100 i mean come on at this point come on man suck okay. my balls. <laughs> we probably said almost a hundred times maybe in an episode i don't know that'd be a lot should we have a counter like do like the one night of suck my balls where we just try to get in and suck my like balls. that episode of shit yeah that'd be interesting With that, that episode. episode oh shit oh, oh interesting yeah well in this episode guys our buddy chef is the main storyline here. There's not really a lot of secondary storylines. Nope. It follows one main plot. I mean, we kind of get a little bit of garrison side stuff here, but realistically, it's the boys in in locked in a battle with life, and it's, so it seems. But in the end, South Park does show us that it was a succubus the whole time, as chef becomes engaged to a seemingly pleasant woman. Um, first time we've ever seen her. Uh, first time we've ever seen her. And, uh, Excuse me. Cartman is uh, also going to be having a bad time with his eye doctor. But the reason why we say it's still the main storyline is because Cartman's like weaving in and out with his side little eye doctor thing. But let's let's talk about it because Cartman goes to the eye doctor and has to wear uh, – essentially what ends up happening is he's taking the first test, right, as the show opens – Hello, Eric. Hi, Dr. Lodge. How's my little piggy today? I don't call me little piggy. 
I just say that because you're my little buddy. I'm kissing for an eye exam, all right? Keep the fat jokes to yourself. Hop up on the chair. Don't break it now. Goddammit! Just kidding. Let's see how your eyes are doing. All you have to do is read the letters. Can you see the letters? Yes. All right, read them out for me. I am a little piggy. Ah! <laughs> uh, he's like, come on in, little piggy. Hey, I know the piggy. And uh, he keeps... Another like, piggy. Another piggy. Seriously? Yeah. Doctor? If you call me Piggy one more time, I'm going to reach out of this chair and I'm going to rip your balls off with my bare hands. Okay, <laughs> little Piggy. He was not happy about being called. And you know what? Rightfully so. Have you ever had a douchey doctor, whether it be past or present, to where you just wanted to be like, oh my God, I don't like this doctor? Hmm. Can't say that I have yet. Keyword being yet. Go ahead, repeat that. Keyword being yet. No, I haven't. I don't think I have. I'm trying to think, but I don't really remember a doctor, and I'm just like, man, that dude was a dick. Like, then a couple of nurses that just, that seemed like they didn't give a fuck, you know. Uh, I mean, there was one time I was sick and a doctor was just like, here's some weird cough medicine that sent me on my way. But I was like, I'm not coughing. (laughs) (laughs) I have had uh, horrible sometimes encounters with medicine people in the professional medicine field uh i got fired by a therapist once which i didn't even think was possible you know your therapist can fire you yeah I didn't oh know. if we're talking if we're talking that then yeah there's a couple of psychologists and shit that are just <laughs> fucking assholes like one tried to put me in a straitjacket tried to say that i was crazy because i said that i have like two voices of reason, one for heart and one for mind. And he was like, uh, you're going in a straight, straight jacket. It's like, what the fuck? You're like, that's your inner conscious, bro. And like, yeah, you're like your you're going to tell me that your mind is like, it is one with your conscious. No, like your mind is like a scientist. <laughs> or your mind is just millions of ideas and thoughts. Like maybe that's what you were trying to say is like, you have one thought of, but you, at the time, you didn't know how to express it. So he was like, this guy's hearing two voices in his head. Exactly. Like, that's, like, what, that's what like he told my mom. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, he, he has, what was, what are those? Um, schizophrenic? Yeah. She, he, she was ta- he was telling my mom that I had schizophrenic tendencies and stuff. And we needed to get me institutionalized because he was like, he said that I hear two voices in my head. And then when my mom asked me and I explained it to her, she was like, oh, okay, well, we're getting a new doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no i i've had that experience where it's a bad uh therapist but no dude i could tell you i had one time i had like a gray's anatomy moment where like you explode and you have one of those moments where it feels like you're in an emotional drama and <laughs> i was at the dentist bro and i was in an immense amount of pain and i got like shuttled through like a fucking farm animal like to the point where like now I, I after sitting there for 30 minutes of pain, going inside, waiting and talking to the dentist for 20, 30 minutes in pain, sitting back out. Then they sent me back outside. So now I'm sitting back outside. It's been 90 minutes and they're not even helping me, bro. So finally, I just got pissed and I just fucking stood up, bro. And I just started fucking like laying down all this bullshit about how is it possible that I'm paying this amount of money for medical uh, services? I, I go through, I, you know, I quietly go through the whole process. I'm in an immense amount of pain and I'm still fucking sitting out here on the fucking floor. Not home. And I just kept going in, bro. I swear on everything, Scoop. 30 to 40 doctors and nurses came out on the floor. There was security in the background. I said, but like they came out and they were all listening. And I like, if somebody had filmed this shit, it was like an episode of Grey's Anatomy. You know, I like that character in the episode has that one climactic moment where they have this huge speech or whatever. And then they usually Mm -hmm. do something crazy. And then they usually do something crazy. I just didn't do the crazy part. 
They were waiting for you to do something crazy. That's why they were watching. They're like, yes, he's going to do something crazy. Like, you turn around and try to run out, and you, like, smack into the door or something. Like, No, I just sat back down. I was like, it's bullshit. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. That guy just kept hitting him, and finally, the whole fucking owner of the hospital came and got me help. So, like, you know, sometimes you got to be an asshole to get your needs, man. Like, I feel like that's what America is, though. Like, if you don't want to be an asshole, you're not going to get what you want. To the most part, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's a sad way of reality, but in anything, like, if you don't get the things that you want or you don't threaten some sort of immor- if you if you threaten something that's not normal, then people get upset. And uh, now we're, I mean, we've got really gone down a deep dive here into the mind of uh, the, the, the psyche of a homo sapien. But let's get back on track. <laughs> we were talking about, right? We, we jumped in. We, we jumped into a big hole there. Let's get back into the succubus. <laughs> Chef becomes engaged in this episode. And the reason why, the, how that relationship begins is Cartman comes back from the dead. Uh, Sorry, from, from the eye, eye doctor. Cartman comes back from the eye doctor, and now he, he's got glasses. No, the first time he comes back, his eyes are just dilated. Oh, you're right. His eyes are just dilated. And they're like, hey, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> what's like, wrong with your eyes? The doctor has to dilate him because he's a huge dick. <laughs> Something like that. He was like, the doctor had to dilate my eyes, guys, because my eyes suck. <laughs> like Carmen openly admits this episode in the sense that yeah, man, I'm sick. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the the boys in uh, are like, all right, well, whatever, dude. Let's go. Let's go ask Chef about your problem because Cartman talks about his douchey uh, eye doctor, and the eye doctor's like, but <laughs> his friends are like, well, why don't we just go to a different doctor? He's like, I can't. He's like, well, let's go talk to Chef and get an answer. So they walk into the lunch room and they're like, hey, chef. And then he turns around and it's not chef, Scoop. It's it's Mr. Scoop. Hi, kids. I got green stuff and I got yellow stuff. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like they have that like... like who's this kind of douche guy? You know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, so, so they ask Mister Dirt, where, where, "Where is Chef?" And he's like, "I don't know. He left. But who cares? I'm Mister Dirt. I get into all antics. Watch!" And like he picks up a hammer, smashes Such- his head in the hand. <laughs> he's like, "Chef is gone." He's like, uh, "When I'm in the kitchen, you never know what nutty things are going to happen." It's like <laughs> if you like if you like Chef, you're going to love Mister Dirt. <laughs> and then you mentioned yes gang i have yellow stuff or white stuff derp. Derp. <laughs> <laughs> Derp. and even but at that point carpet doesn't care he's like can i have some of yellow with a sad white <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even care he's like i'm trying to get this trying to get this food well, after that, they immediately cut over to Chef's house because now the boys like, well, what the fuck is going on? We got to find out where Chef, <laughs> right? So they jump over to uh, Chef's house after school and discover that Chef's been getting it on with this white lady, and because they knock on the no, door, they haven't been getting it on. They just been talking. Oh, they've been talking. They just oh. been talking. No, he had his towel on though. But they were, he was in the shower. No, dude, come on. No, no, they just been talking. They didn't whatever talk. you want to, whatever you want to believe, Chef was getting it anyway. I don't know. He said that they were just talking because then, because the kids were like, "Oh, you made sweet love to her." He's like, "No, killer. We talked all night long." Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're you're sharing your screen with us now. Am I? I'm, yeah. How'd that Live. happen? Live on Google. <laughs> Let's let's look about Ian's background there. He's got some sort of house, some sort of bones coming out without looking at the logo because my my screen is covering it. Uh, I'm not a gamer, so I'm going to say it's either Magic or Elder Scrolls possibly. No, Warcraft. Warcraft. How do I turn that off? My third. Uh you probably have to click the button uh okay. Uh yep, yeah, click no, you're close. All right, go. Yep. 
Yep, and then to say stop sharing. Oh, there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh man, this show is off the rails. <laughs> so after school, the boys go to Chef's and discover that he's been talking to a girl all night because they're like, Chef, where were you at school today? He's like, Children, children, I quit my yeah. job. I work. I don't work there no more. Well, why? Veronica has shown me that there is a better life. <laughs> and and uh He's like, oh, and then that's when you, I think when you, somebody asked, did you make sweet love to her? And no, children, we were, we were up all night. Oh, talking. Just talking. <laughs> Just talking. Just talking. Yeah, my butt. Veronica shows up and she's like, oh, hello, boys. And Kyle explains that normally when they go to Chef, he helps them with their problems, you know, usually by singing to them. And She's like, and Cartman, uh, Chef's like, well, Veronica's a pretty good singer too. So they start singing the song, which ends up being the theme throughout the episode. This is the Succubus uh, Enchantment song, which is, uh, there's got to be a morning after. You know if we hold on through the night, if we hold on through the night. <laughs> Anywho, so. They uh, don't really get the answer they're looking for as they walk off, and they're, you know, there they, there is a moment of complacency with Stan, and he has a moment of reflection. He says to himself, "Hey guys, is it maybe instead of us, you know, thinking that there's something wrong with this girl and she's taking her away from us, uh, we are we're being immature and not recognizing the fact that we're just upset that, you know." Chef's got someone else in his life, right? And uh, they all kind of pause for a moment. <laughs> and even Kyle's like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah! Yeah, yeah bitch! Yeah, yeah, bitch! Yeah, bitch! that hippie, whatever he said. And then, uh, so they all agree that they, no, they are going to get her, that there is something wrong with her. And you have to think on the boy's part as well, or in just any guy, girl, friend, if you meet somebody and you fall in love with them within three days and then you're getting engaged with them within five to six days, might be something there. It might be something interesting. It might be something off. Might so be. might be something off. So I think the boys are, you know, having they have the best intentions in being cautious about this girl. About this woman, and it ends up being right, even when they think they're wrong. Like just when they get their their guard down later, that's when they find out. But just when uh, they find out, just when they find out. So after this, uh, the next day, the boys visit Chef at his new job. Right, that's where we're at in the episode. What was his and new job? I we I, something I don't know. They never really explained it. Actually, it's in an office, though, right? It's an office setting. It was the first okay. time we've seen Chef in an office setting. He's got on regular clothes. He's got an afro. His is because he's He's got man. his uh, chef hat on the actual hat rack. I don't know if you noticed in the background. In yeah, place. I noticed that. That was funny. That's how you get to tell which cubicle was his. <laughs> um, but you know what? I think it's time, Scoop. I think it's time. Do you agree? For that moment, for that special moment. All right, that's time for one, two, three. What, what did, did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? Yeah, all right. What did Kenny say? I figure we get started here because Kenny's got going to start having some big lines in this episode. So in the first part of the episode, Scoop, for what did Kenny say? They are waiting for Cartman at the bus stop who just got his, uh, I think, eyeglasses or eyes pupillated, right? And Kyle comes in and he says, I wonder how Car- how come Cartman's not in school today? And Stan goes, yeah, usually when he ditches school, he still shows up for lunch. And then Kenny says... Maybe he took a dump and got sick. And the others laugh. And then that's the <laughs> oh, yeah, he, oh, here he comes. So that would have been after he got his eyes dilated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was the first, what did, what did Kenny say? Okay. 
Then we move on to the second one, and now they're at the office, and Stan walks up to the office lady, the secretary, administrative lady, gatekeeper, whatever you want to call her. Receptionist says, we want to talk to Chef. And the receptionist says, Chef? And Kyle says, he's a big guy with a beard. Stan's like, like, yeah, and a chef hat. And then Kenny says, and a real huge dick. Oh, the black guy. Huh? Do you not know how to keep nuances jokes here? You're just blathering! You have to that pause! And a chef hat and a real huge dick! And then the reception it says, Oh, the black guy. And then that's when Stan goes, huh? Which I think is good. You know what I mean? Because you know, why would you like why why would you jump to that conclusion? But I guess back in what was this was episode came out in tw- April twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. So was oh, 21 black, years ago. Dicks, dude. That's what she's saying, I guess. Or that's, I guess, that's how she recognized it. So later on, uh, they are looking for. This is the biggest part of Kenny's lines, I'd say, so far. So they're looking for ways to like find out how to bring down the succubus, which we'll get to more here in the episode. But Kenny says ultimately, uh, they find out that the succubi power enchants the victim with an eerie melody and the playing the melody backwards can vanquish the succubus power itself and Stan says what the hell does that mean and Kyle goes I don't know and then Kenny goes hey you guys you guys I think I know precisely what it's saying it says <laughs> gotta go and find a pile of records and get the one that has the entire lyrics and then we gotta get into learning and rearranging them and then Stan's like right 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 Stands all following him. Right. Kenny's like, and then we gotta go down and get a piece of paper, write down each one of the words we sang on the tape deck, and then sing it back again. But I think what he means to say is, and then sing it back words. backwards. Right. right. And then sing back the words backwards again. <laughs> and Kenny goes, that's what that means. And Stan goes, oh. And then Kai goes, hey, yeah, what's that song she's always singing? So, there's got to be a morning after if we can hold on through the night. Through the night. And ladies and gentlemen, well, that's what, what Kenny, Kenny said. We would be remiss, Scoop, if we didn't bring up the fact before being escorted back to speaking with Chef again. It's at this point. Cartman has now gotten the glasses for as you see when the boys were out and about his mother came and picked them up prior to all this and said no we have to go get your eyes checked up on now that it's been dilated so he goes back to the doctor's office puts the glasses on him the doctor he, he tries to tell the doctor yeah I'm just gonna take these glasses off when I leave and the dentist is like yeah I know that's why we have the little stapler and he staples the glasses onto Cartman's head <laughs> that's why we have the little stapler I was like, that's fucked up. And uh, yes, now we have Cartman with uh, I'm a Little Piggy. Um, Funko Pop there for you. So check that out. But yes, yeah, so now he's got the glasses on. He's got the little glasses. He's got the glasses on. So now back in the doctor's office, or sorry, now back in the business office, which the boys and chef. They go to confront chef because Cartman doesn't know what to do. He can't take his glasses off. His friends were making fun of him, you know, like, dude, why don't you take the glasses off? He's like, I can't. Stay with my, stay with my head. So they're in the office building now, and Chef's like, Well, why don't you get laser corrective surgery? And they're like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And he's like, See, I can still help out. I can help you right here. And then he's like, How about after school or later on? I'll play ball with you. And they're like, Yeah. And then, dude, they wait. Apparently all night, and in this time frame, Kenny dies once. Kenny dies twice in this episode. I don't know if you noticed. So the first time is here. As they're waiting for the bus stop, and it happens to be like in the nighttime, Kenny's just laying there, and a bunch of rats just start eating his body. And then it cycles through that frame, and then Kenny's alive again, and they're still waiting at the bus stop. So it's been 12 hours, and the boys go, "Uh, he ditched us, dude. So then then they (laughs) they go confront Chef at his house. And Chef is like, boys, me and Veronica are getting engaged. And now the boys are really like, no, no, no. Fuck this. This chick is a succubus, right? 
now they're really gung ho more. So, but now but first they're upset because they go and ask Mr. Garrison for advice after class, and, <laughs> and he's sitting there like. The, the Mr. Garrison's like, boys, what seems to be the issue? And he's like, well, we normally we go to Chef to ask, you know, for help. And Mr. Garrison's like, well, boys, I, I think you'll find that I'm that I'm an educator and a man that I could be just helpful, if not more than Chef. All right, Mr. Garrison, have you ever had a friend who got a new girlfriend and then stopped being your friend and it pissed you off? Oh, the old succubus syndrome. What's a succubus? A succubus is a woman sent from hell to suck the life out of a man. That's yeah, there's not much you can do about a succubus. Their evil power makes man blind to love. This is totally what's happening. Wow, you are smart, Mr. Garrison. Yeah, I'll tell you, boys, women can kill. Poontang's expensive. That's why when it comes to chicks, I just screw them and leave them. I say, get out of my bedroom, Poontank, before you suck my life dry. <laughs> and he's, and so he tells him the problem about Chef. He's like, uh, you know, have you ever had a friend that, you know, got a girlfriend and ditched you and blah, 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 blah? And he says... Oh, yeah, that's a succubus. Yeah, succubus. A female demon sent from hell to suck the life out of men. And she just screws them and leaves them. And the boys tell Garrison, yeah, dude, that's exactly what she is. And he's like, uh, yeah, yep, yeah, you got to – he's a succubus, boys. You got to get that. That's why I always say you got to screw them and get the hell out of there. And they're like, thanks, Mr. Garrison. And then afterwards, Mr. Hat's like, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> and uh, so it looks like there was a heavy implication in this episode that he was gay, right? I mean, we got yeah. the Dr. Katz thing we, before. We learned, we learned early on there's we did. heavy, heavily, heavy implication that he's gay, that uh, he's hiding something. Even Mr. Gears in the, the jailhouse with during the cow days with, uh, chef, with Chef. I warn you, Chef. You can't take – I will not let you take advantage of me. What? <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, there have been clues, but in this one, this is his actual. This is a straight giveaway. This is himself technically saying it out loud, like you're right. not fooling anybody. So basically, admitting to himself that he's yeah. identifying with himself in this episode. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Not to deviate again here, as we we definitely deep dove deep here in the beginning part of the episode. I don't even know if that's going to be edited in. I might cut that out because we went down a rabbit hole. But let me ask you this: Have you ever had a succubus? Or have you ever had friends who have been in with a succubus and you're like, Mm-mm, that girl's going to do him dirty. And then she ends up doing him dirty. And then at the end, your friend or you are like, mm, told you she's going to do you dirty. <laughs> I, yes, both. Like I had one and I had a friend that had them. Dude, they're dirty, man. They do you dirty. Like, Getting checked for STDs dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, that's scary, dirty. That's not. That's not good. That's nasty, dirty. Hey, up, boy! Don't be putting your dick in no succubus. Tell you that right now. I'm at more like, like kind of fucking with your mind and overall <laughs> like, over your life and ditching your friends. You know what I mean? Have you been around people like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or have you dated girls that wanted you to do that? Mm-hmm. Nice. And have you have have you made that conformity? No, dude. You know I'm. Mean, you know me. You know I'm like fuck you, bro. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> no, you were pretty good. Uh, you never really did that conformity. That's for sure. Yeah. I I will say I've never been like that either. You know me in general. I'm just like, no, I do what I want. <laughs> uh, bitch. I'm like, uh, I do what I want, so I'll be over when I'm over, or I'll be with you guys, and I would just be like, all right, guys, I'm, I gotta go, bye. <laughs> like, and I usually do that on my own accord, so that's how I am. I'm a. Someone called me a vagabond on Facebook. I don't know what that is. A vagabond is someone who moves from place to place with no real home. Who just continues to move place to place, uh, meeting new people and establishing new relationships and living in different areas. And Is I was that like, good or bad? I don't know. Uh, it's depending depending on who you are, I guess. For me, in this case, it's good. Uh, for uh, Middle Easterners, right now, uh, between the border of Israel and Palestine, that's not good. Mm. So it's it, I guess it really depends on where you're looking at, it, right? Yeah, I just dropped some heavy knowledge on there on the South Park podcast, huh? 
got you and listeners all thinking they're like, damn, fucking Matt talking about South Park and he has to drop an Israel Palestine reference here. Motherfucker. Anyway, so uh, as we mentioned, the boys were pissed that, that, that you know, he chef didn't want to hang out with them. But after t- telling them he's be- getting engaged, they're, now they're even more enraged. So the boys go to tell chef that Veronica is a succubus. Um, and at, at this point now, Cartman is again, once again, dragged away by his mom to go get laser corrective surgery. Cartman's like, come on, man. I want you to go with you guys. You tell the chef to, he's a second bitch. He's like, well, no, honey. <laughs> so he leaves and they go into the parents' house or they go into chef's house where his parents are now there. They've shown up from Ireland. And this is where we get the first introduction of uh, "Damn You Loch Ness Monster." Oh, we're trying to come up and get three fifty. Three fifty. As far as that, you need to come back here. Need the three fifty, man. Damn it, woman! That's why he keep coming back. You keep giving him three fifty. Keep giving him three fifty. Oh, must have been about seven, eight years ago. Me and the little lady was out on this boat, you see, all alone at night. When all of a sudden, this huge creature, this giant crustacean from the Paleolithic era, comes out of the water. We were so scared, Lord, I moved, I jumped up in the boat, and I said, Thomas, what on earth is that creature? It stood above us, looking down with these big red eyes. Oh, it was so scary. And I yelled, I said, what do you want from us, monster? And the monster bent down and said, I need about 350. You keep giving him 350. Well, oh, I was just trying to be nice, trying to give him a dollar. Here we go, dude. Chef came running up to me. I said, what's up, Chef, my boy? He said, Papa, Papa, I need about three minutes. And I said, Chef, what do you need three minutes for? And he said, my imaginary dinosaur friend need three minutes. And that's when I went in. When I walked in the room, and I was expecting him to tell him what. It's damn love, damn pressure. And you put three minutes. No, no, you, 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 gotta, you, gotta, like, you gotta do the whole pause, like the whole face. And I said, wait a minute. I need about three fifty. <laughs> Wait a minute. I need about three fifty. <laughs> Papa, Papa. I need about three fifty. <laughs> and that's when I started to suspect. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, my turn. And then, and then it was this other time when a little girl came up to the door and she knocked on the door and she was in a little Girl Scout outfit. Oh, she looks so cute in a little Girl Scout outfit with little hat and pigtails. And, and, and she says here, and her little hat and pigtails. I'm like, and I, I'm thinking, what do you mean pigtails? Because in the next second, and it was at this very moment, the Girl Scout cookie said, well, I got some cookies here, but I need about 350. And it was a dismal moment. I went, wait a minute. I looked up, and a dismal little Girl Scout cookie. It's a Girl Scout channel. We're 10 feet tall. And I was asking myself, damn you, luck, damn money. Why y'all trying to get me ready? <laughs> damn you, luck, damn money. I was ready at 350. I gave him 350. <laughs> I gave him a dollar last week. Damn it, woman. That's why you keep coming back here, because you keep giving him money. <laughs> Yes, guys, if you can tell, this is one of our top episodes in our lineup because of this character, 350. 350. Yeah. Definitely get introduced to the 350. <laughs> oh, it's even more so. It's just the wife is better because she's always there background. He's like telling his story. Damn you, love that mother. And she'll be in the background. Yeah, 350. I try to tell him. I try to tell him. I try to tell him. Like, and this will be the first time we're introduced to him because we won't see him again for years. Yeah, we don't see him for Kenny, a long time. We don't see him again until Kenny dies and she, hold on, gotta go get my pot, bro. So I was coming over here making a mess in my house when they go to Scotland. Um, but yes, she's a great character, guys. If if you have not seen this episode, or you have seen this episode, I implore you to just make yourself laugh today by going and finding that scene where Stan, Kyle, and Kenny have to sit through hours and hours at Lapeer's by Damn you luck! Damn you luck! That's my dog just coming to my dreaming. You're trying to come again. He does, and that's he. And another time when the Loch Ness monster come on. And this happens throughout the whole episode. Like he keeps telling stories about this Loch Ness monster. So. At this point, the boys get pissed. They leave. They're like, okay, whatever. So they go back home or they go back to Cartman's house. Who now They're like, Cartman, where the hell have you been? He's like, well, guys, I can't see. Because he's after going to the uh, eye doctors who makes fun of him some more, puts him under gas. 
uh, knocks him out, gives him laser corrective surgery, and but now he can't see obviously for a couple of days, as you one would imagine. He's laying in bed, <laughs> and they're you know chastising him. Why didn't you come help? And he's like, well, I, I can't see you, dumbasses. What the hell? What do you expect? Time to <laughs> broke off here? Like, what do you expect? I can't do anything. <laughs> and uh, so they tell Cartman that they think that she's a succubus. Well, it's at this point. That Cartman's mom does show up and knocks on the door and goes, hey, you've got a visitor here. Is that okay? So she comes in, and it's the succubus itself, Veronica. And she at first explains to them, like, hey, you know, it seems like that, you know, you guys are upset with me, blah, blah, blah. But in normal situations, you know, it happens with all relationships, right, with all friends, your guys or girls get relationships, and they start spending time with other people. Right. right. And, trying to play it off point, like it's normal. Right. And at this point, you, they're not lying. It's it's the truth. I mean, that is the truth of the matter. If you have a girlfriend, a scoop, I'm not going to be like, bro, you got to not hang out with her, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you that, but, you know. Come on, dude. She sucks my pee pee. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, like, it, now, if I, if I was like out and about, and your lady was like running some illegal gambling ring. I might be like, bro, you need to get out of this shit. <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> or like, or, or we could be like, or, or hear me out. We could have a lot of fun with it. No, no, don't get caught. It's, no. Anyway, I would give you reasons not to. I'd be like, really, really, what's Marley gonna think? Yeah, what's Marley gonna? What's Marley gonna think when Daddy's behind bars? Yeah, exactly. Dad, got him. Got swoosh. Yes. So, as we mentioned, the the Veronica kind of convinces him at this point. She's like, you know what, you know, the boys are like, okay, you know what, you're right. We we that makes sense, right? But before she she leaves, like she's got them convinced at this point. She should just why she revealed herself, right? Like they this is this is a point in the episode that I don't like um, because they could have played with it a little bit more. They could have had her just leave. And that could have left the boys, and then, like, Kenny could have been like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, Kenny could have been like, or Cartman could have been like, Oh, no, guys, you can't tell me your voice, you can't tell me man, no, guys, because my, my eyes are gone, my ears are heightened. You know, some stupid, like, fun that they could have played with and, like, prolonged it a little bit. But the fact that she just turns around and just, <laughs> Yeah, so essentially what happens is, right as you mentioned, she's got them convinced, and then just as she's about to leave, she transforms into the succubus demon and says, You cannot stop me from marrying Chef. I'm boys, I'm going to marry Chef, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. (laughs) All of a sudden, you see, like, Stan and Kyle are like, Whoa, dude! And then uh, Kenny uh, pulls his jacket. (laughs) <laughs> Kenny pulls his jacket tight clothes and then uh, yeah, Cartman goes because <laughs> they're like freaked out yeah. now that, so now the next day or maybe it was alternatively later on at the party before the wedding which would be your rehearsal dinner the boys do storm in and tell everyone that Veronica is a succubus which makes her cry at the same time uh, it's at this point uh, was it Chef's parents uh, Thomas and Nellie uh, McElroy or McElroy because they're Scottish, right? McElroy. Um, so it's at this point, they're still telling stories about the chef. Uh, 350, that's the, the story you were alluding to. There. No, it would go, it would go. I told my chef we were going to be. I remember when she went in a boy, came in a buffer, buffer. I said, Chef, my boy, what is you? He said, Papa, Papa. I need about tree feeding. And at this point, that's when I wanted to shift room. No, he goes, I need tree feeding for my imaginary dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I started to smack. So I go into a room and now it's a goddamn long dead monster and it was tree feeding. Oh, this is a good point in the episode. So, at, and yeah, so after the boys apparently make the succubus cry, Chef's like, you need to get out of here. This is my wedding. We, yeah, he's even all polite now. If, now, if you'll excuse us, we got to rehearse it. Now, if you'll excuse us. We're going to party continue. 
And uh, so now they go back to Cartman's room, and that's where one of uh, what the Kennys say we mentioned that they learn that the way to defeat this succubus is to take her enchantment song and sing it backwards. And at one point, they're like, Cartman's like falling asleep in the middle of the night while they're trying to figure it out, and they're like, Cartman, you can't fall asleep. And he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go and say it. Excuse you. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to take. So he starts to fall asleep, and that's when Kenny and Kyle, all of them, figure out that how you do the succubus. And Stan's like, "We got three hours to learn it." <laughs> so in that three hours, they learned it, and because now they're at the service, and you know they all are, everyone's staying calm until the wedding vows are going. Where uh, and they want Cartman. The plan is to play the tape of the song's music backwards. And they wait for them to say I, their I do's. And just before they're about to sing their vows, I think is what the minister said they were going to do. And they, Stan and Kyle, have moved to another part of the church. And they're like, they stopped the recording of their song because they were playing It's Got to Be a Morning After again. They were going to start singing it to each other. So basically, she was going to like maybe try and continue to lock in that hypnosis, right? Mm-hmm. And the boys stopped that record from playing. They hit to play and they start singing the song backwards and as they start singing the song backwards that's when this like first at first like chef's like what the hell are you doing boys get out of here you're ruining my wedding and then all of a sudden bro she fucking yeah she turns into she turns into like a, a disgusting demon because they started singing uh, with saggy titties too, dude. Uh, she turns into uh, like a demon and she starts singing. Uh, the, the Stan and Kyle are like singing, "Light the for the looking on, let's keeping going. The fine two chance that we have night. The two on, <laughs> and then they keep singing and they eventually do rap on saying." The two on hold can can we if after morning a B two got there's warm and a safe that's so they're literally singing it backward that's hard dude and warm and safe <laughs> that's that's place a find and giving oh together bridge the cross we don't why storm the outside right waiting it's after morning the C U can't oh. <laughs> Light the for looking on keyplets. Right. <laughs> the toe on if we can after be morning to be got to. There's warm and safe there's ground. And then that's when the flame opens up, appears, and the sucker just drops down into the hole. <laughs> and the flames leave with her. And Jeff just like walks up looking dismissed over the hole. And Mr. Garrison's like, he sits up in his pew and he goes, Woo, wow, you don't see that that's every day. Something, that's not something you see every day. And it looked like another, but the way he he popped up, there was a dude like sitting there. Did it look like he popped up after giving this dude a blowjob, or was kind it just of. he was hiding? Kind of, right? Was my side. Well, Chef says uh, he or he's dismissed, and Stan says we're sorry, Chef. We had to do it. And Chef's like, no, I'm glad you did it, children. Now that she's gone, I can't really figure out ever what I saw in her. Mister Garrison's like, boom tank, boom tank. <laughs> <laughs> and Chef's like, come on, children, let's get some ice cream, which I thought was nice, a little callback. Ice cream! Ice cream! And Stan and Kyle are like, hooray! And Cartman's like, what, what happened to you guys? Is Kenya okay? Because this whole time, Cartman's got the blind, uh, his eyes are still like blindfolded up, and Kenny has died because when the succubus appears, she, he, it's causing a rampage in the church, and it kills Kenny. So that's the second time right. Kenny dies. That's right. And then uh, Chef says, how would you like some fish tigs and tater tots? And this is, the I think, was that the next day at school or was that right yeah, away? after? the next day after school. Okay. So after they get ice cream, they are to assume they got ice cream. The next day at school, Chef's like, hey, how would you like some fish tigs and tater tots? And Stan's like, we'd love them. And Kyle's like, it's great to have you back, Chef. And then Chef breaks into a song. He's like, yeah, well, I learned a very important lesson this week that sometimes you fall in love and sometimes you feel way forever. You change your life. You don't know your friends could think of getting better. But then your love goes awry no matter what. It doesn't stay as strong and left your Nothing because you're ticking with your dong. So watch out for that love bug. It can't destroy like a typhoon wind. And just play it cool and don't be a fool, Mr. Garrison says. And never let Pute come between you and a friend. And then Chef's like, damn right, Garrison. Damn right. 
That's how it fades out. And then the episode has two more things how it end, ends with. With First, Cartman showing up with Kenny's dead frozen head now, asking the doctor to get an eye transplant. And uh, it was the weird. Doctor's like, you got that <laughs> he killed it, but do- Dr. Locke says, was he an organ donor? And Carmen's like, yeah, yeah. And Dr. Locke's like, all right, then let's get to work. And he's like, say, do you-, you don't have to have $3.50 on you, do you? And then, yeah, then it goes to that song. <laughs> Light the four looking on keep. Let's, you know, anyway. And that's how the episode ends. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was the full episode at season three, episode uh, number uh, four of uh, this season, uh, which is uh, actually, this was season three, episode three, sorry. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and we're going to get into some pop trivia here. So Chef was at the library looking up books on Kama Sutra at the beginning of the episode he mentions, and that's how he met Veronica, which is an ancient Hindu text that is the standard of human sexuality. Ooh. Uh, the receptionist at Steinberg and Bergstein mistakes Cartman for the little boy. Oh, I forgot to mention this. When Cartman and all of them walk into the uh, car- chef's new work, Cartman's got the glasses. So the receptionist says, hey, aren't you the little boy from the movie Jerry Maguire? <laughs> and then Cartman's like, yeah, sure. And she's like, wow, you got fat. Cartman's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, yeah. So that that was funny. And by the way, for those who don't know what Jerry Maguire is, Jerry Maguire is a film that came out in 1996, features Tom Cruise, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Not Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, is it Cuba Gooding Jr.? Is that who's in it? I don't know. Yeah, it's Cuba. It's Cuba Gooding Jr. He plays the wide receiver, the football player, the main guy, and then Jay Moore's in it. He plays the antagonist, uh, Tom Cruise's. Uh, uh, enemy, if you were his rival, the rival uh, agent. You know, I've ever seen Jerry Maguire. What? You've never seen Jerry Maguire? No, I never wanted Bro. to. Why not? <laughs> Bro, it's like the perfect movie to watch with your girl because you get sports and she gets her chick flick shit. <laughs> it's like a perfect combination. It's like somebody who was like thinking about it was like, yo, how can I make a movie? It's like both for dudes and both for chicks. Okay. We'll start this movie off with a sex scene. So the very first like opening is Tom Cruise banging this hot blonde chick. And then he works as an agent in the NFL draft or for the NFL, for NFL teams and whatnot. So like the storyline goes at the beginning is that he's getting dropped from his um, agency because Jay Moore is sniping him. And then, bro, you want to talk about you want to talk about famous lines? I know you've seen Half-Baked, right? In the scene where the guy goes, uh, all I want to know is who's coming with me, man. Who's coming with me? That's from Jerry Maguire. That's a direct ripoff from Jerry Maguire because Tom Cruise says that on the way out, he goes, I just want to know who's coming with me. And he's like walking around. Everybody's quiet. He's like, who's coming with me? And it culminates in a love story with Renee Zellweger. It's a great movie, bro. You should watch it with your lady. It's a perfect movie for you to watch with your lady, to be quite honest. And uh, you're dying over there. So. But that being said, watch that movie with your lady. You'll enjoy it. You'll thank me later. There's a lot of good lines in the movie. At one point, and with Cuba Gooding Jr., who's Jerry Maguire's lone NFL uh, player that he's still representing, that he manages to hang on to, he's like yelling him out of the phone, show me the money. Come on. Say it with me, Jerry. Say it with me. Show me the money. There's a lot of good one-liners in that movie that, that people steal from. So um, It's a cult classic, bro. One best picture. I'm not what I'm saying. I can't believe you've never seen this movie. Go watch Jerry Maguire. Anyway, the, opto- the optometrist uh, continuously insults Eric Cartman, calling him a piggy. And that's possibly a reference to the character Piggy in the book Lord of the Flies. Did you ever read Lord of the Flies when you were in middle school or high school? You did? I think everybody read that book, right? Or faked it. Everybody fakes reading it. <laughs> I know some people would fake reading it. <laughs> and you could just watch the movie or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm read it. Good. Uh, but the movie's actually not bad. I watched the movie before I actually read the book. Um, in the sixth grade, I took this. I was in California, and in my middle school, really good middle school, we had this uh, class called Film and Society, so where we would actually watch movies. And it was elective, 
I'm not sorry, sixth grade, seventh grade, because you couldn't take it as a sixth grader. But seventh grade, you also had to get approved to get into the class because it was, a, uh, I mean, if you think about it, a very lax class to have as a kid, you're watching fucking movies. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot more responsibility in that regard because you're basically going to be able to mature, be chilling and watching this movie and giving thoughts. You got to be mature about it. You know what I mean? You can't be fucking around in this class. And it was a good time. So I watched that movie, Lord of Flies, then. But then I remember reading it years later, I think ninth or tenth grade in high school for maybe my English class, I think is what it was. I think it's an English lit requirement, one of those books where they make you read shit and write on it. Man, you're hacking up a storm over there, bro. So let's move on again. Mr. Garrison is teaching his students about the sitcom The Facts of Life. You watch The Facts of Life. You're on mute. Well, the facts alive, um, as uh, Mr. Garrison makes a number of references to in the series. <laughs> okay, now I'm just going to start laughing at Ian because he's been fucking coughing here on video. For those not watching this on YouTube, you're not going to understand. But Ian is literally dying on the other side right now. And you can see it on YouTube. Like, about, like he's crying from coughing, not like crying from pain. Just He's coughed so much, he's starting to tear up and cry. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Mr. Garrison goes on to exclaim that he states that Tootie, Tootie, that the in the in the fourth season now, uh, Dorothy, that being Tootie Rosemary, was a character played by the actress Kim Fields. Uh, in reality, she was on the series for all of nine seasons, in, appearing in a total of two hundred episodes. And I believe she went on to do porn. So look that up. Uh, he states that Joe and Blair on the show uh, got married, leaving season four and five stagnant. Uh, Joanne, a.k.a. Joe, uh, was played by actress Nancy McKeon and was also on the show for its entire run. Uh, her character, Joe, does not get married to Rick Bonner in the episode Tell Marriage Do Us Part. Uh, Blair Warner was played by Lisa Wetchel, but her character never got married on the series as well. I like how they take liberties. Mr. Garrison's always making shit up about shows and things that happen, like with the love boat and this show, like things that just never have actually happened. South Park just changes around and goes, well, you know, they got married on blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so are you, are you okay? Are you feeling okay now? I'm oh, still got the coppers. Yeah, I'm fine. Dude, I, that dab fucking murdered me. I don't, that I don't... fucking took you off your rocker. As I mentioned earlier, mockingly called Stan Tom Brokoff. Tom Brokoff was the lead anchor on NBC Nightly News from 1982 to 2004, bro. That's a fucking long time. I mean, that means he was on NBC six years, five years before you were born, six years before I was born. And then he was on the <coughs> air for 16 more. God damn. Uh, the song playing while Veronica's walking down the aisle, we mentioned... Is the, or sorry, this is actually the classic bridal chorus from the opera uh, Lo Karen, composed by Richard Wagner around 1850. Just a marriage song, you know. Bum, bum, ba -da, bum, ba. Anyway, this painting of Jan Van Eyck's The Arnofinal Marriage, created uh, in 1434, can be seen on Mr. Garrison's wall. Uh, the song sung by Veronica and subsequently backwards to defeat her is The Morning After by Maureen McGovern. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? Have you ever heard that song? It's got to be Morning After before that episode. Um, I didn't know it was a real song. That's until really? I looked up the lyrics. <sighs> yeah. I didn't know. It's funny, though. Well, that Yeah, it's funny. All right, well, that is the pop culture, so let's go ahead and get into some trivia. So in this episode is one of the first, as we mentioned, Scoop, to strongly hit the Mr. Garrison is gay. You know, we got the hat. It was like, you're not fooling anybody. I'm not fooling nobody. We're eventually going to see a breakdown of Garrison. I believe it's this season and next season. Because I think it's this season they jump into the fourth grade, right? Yeah. I want to say. So we're going to see a mental breakdown of Garrison. That'll happen after the movie as well, which we actually will be reviewing at some point here in the next couple of weeks. Skip, 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 For those who don't know, maybe you don't play Magic the Gathering, maybe you're not up to mythical gods, horror, whatever. A succubus is a demon of mythical origin. <laughs> it's the female equivalent of an incubus. Uh, it's a female demon that tempts men into committing acts of sin and fornication. And its intentions are to steal the souls of men through sexual contact. However, mythology does state that the succubus exists in the dreams of men, not normally appearing as a physical being. 
Um, as we mentioned, Kenny dies twice in this episode. The first is when the boys are waiting for Chef, and the second is when he was crushed by the succubus. This was the first. This was the first and only Mr. Appearance. Derp. Mr. Derp. Hi, Mr. Derp. Derp. Uh, now it they should have seem- murdered him in like a horrible fucking bad way. Now I will actually let me retract that uh, initial statement. It's not the only time we see Mr. Derp. It is the only time he's actually prevalent on screen. It has lines as uh, throughout the rest of the entirety of this show. Mr. Derp is now just used as a background character. So you might be able to catch him in some future episodes if you look at even this season, newer seasons. They use they reuse a lot of background characters, so you might find him. Could be working as a hot dog stand somewhere. I don't know. Uh, now, in the original Comedy Central commercial for this episode, uh, Veronica Crabtree was actually shown as the new chef. Isn't that interesting? That Mrs. Crabtree was actually shown as the new chef, but the school bus driver? That's funny. Yeah, bad up. Um, really? Cartman's... Go ahead. Uh, so then they said no. Yeah. Uh, Cartman, his eyes, uh, he has what's called a astigmatism, which is an ocular problem, which makes it difficult to focus on objects. Uh, 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 oh, you do? One eye is blurrier than the other. Mm, okay. Well, Chef's father is convinced that he is being tormented by the Loch Ness monster, a creature said to live in the Lake Loch Ness in Scotland. Now, according to Chef's dad, the Loch Ness monster the Loch Ness Monster Mon- is a crustacean from the prison era. Crustaceans are sea creatures like the shrimp or, or krill, which is inconsistent with the, which is actually inconsistent. This popular Loch Ness myth identifies the creature as being a surviving Peleosaurus, of being an aquatic reptile that existed during the Mesoic era, which ended 65 million years ago, versus the Protozoic era, which ended roughly 542 million years ago. At the end of this episode, Cartman's optometrist asks him if he has 350, possibly meaning, Scoop, that he is the monster in disguise. Or they're just continuing the joke. So that was uh, our pop culture and trivia. That was What Did Kenny Say? That was your full episode recap. Now, let's get into our top likes and top dislikes. Scoop, my top like is I need about 350. What is your top like of same, this. Same thing. Same thing. I need battery reading. I need battery reading. Okay. I need battery reading. I'd say my second like in this episode was at the beginning of the episode when the dentist, or sorry, when the optometrist makes him read off the card that he, off the uh, optometrist arm. I am a little piggy. <laughs> hey! Oh, how'd that get on there? Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. Oh, I am a little piggy. Oh, how did I? Oh, let me get that right out here. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I like that. What's another moment you liked in this episode? Ski, ski. Um, fuck. Shit, we just talked about one. Um. Really? Well, like I said at the beginning, this isn't, <clears throat> and we just kind of oh, like actually, we, did, you did, we didn't we didn't actually talk about that actually. Yeah, I know. So scoop, it, scoop. It looks like here you might not have had a lot of moments in this episode that you liked. Not really. So, so what about tell me then you dislike? Let's go in there. What are some things you didn't like about this episode? Um. So the one when we were talking about, they could have had a little bit more fun with. Veronica, when she convinced the boys that she was normal, but then she turns right the fuck around, like, guess what? I'm ready to soul. And I was like, dude, man, we could have had a little bit more fun with that. I didn't like the way that that played out. Okay. Um, I will save for our third top, like, then, and we'll put it together. I mean, you, I gave you a softball. You could have just said, Mr. Derp. Mr. Derp. <laughs> that would have been an easy like. How's my next like? Mr. Derp. Uh, I'll give you a top dislike. Uh, well, I'll give you a dislike. I I didn't like in the episode. I didn't like that 
was it um I didn't really like the I didn't like the fact that the optometrist could get away with being an asshole to Cartman like that. You know what I mean? Because like if a doctor spoke to a kid like that in any form or fashion like that, like in, especially in 2020 now, that kid would have a fucking meltdown. <laughs> now granted I get it it was back in 96 but still it's just I didn't like the way he spoke to him calling him fat like that you're supposed to be a doctor like he could if he had used medical terms and said you're a very obese young man you know what I mean or something like that that'd be different but he was calling him piggy and fatty it's a little mean calling a kid and he doesn't really know who Cartman is and that's another thing I didn't like is how come Cartman doesn't get revenge Granted, we haven't gotten to the stage yet where Cartman's really yeah, taking his revenge yeah. on people. But why didn't he do something to this doc, this optometrist? So that's another one of my top dislikes. Do you have any other top dislikes? Um, the song. You didn't. That's right. You don't like it's got to be a morning after. It is an annoying song. Yeah, put that there. That's a, that's a that's a top dislike. But on the flip side, I will say I like the boys' version. When they flipped it around and sing it, right? So that's that's a, you know, so it's interesting that we liked the flip around the variation version, but we didn't actually like the classic version of "There's Got to Be a Morning After." Probably in my case, I've actually heard that song a number of times, like, and I've heard it covered a number of times by different bands. It's an easy song to cover. So, uh, anything else we'd like or dislike, Scoop? Here, I mean, uh, well, you know what? How, how, how about Mr. Garrison? Mr. Garrison was good in this episode. Oh, I liked yes. him. Mr. Mr. Garrison, yeah, I liked him. He had some good comedy spots here. Never let Poontang come between friends. Uh, and that's true. You never really should let Poontang ever come between <laughs> friends. Poontang, kid, Poontang's expensive. And for ladies, you should never let Dick come between whatever ladies want to call themselves. I don't want to use... Yeah. There was this video that I saw where this carpet. guy just completely destroys it. Go ahead. Go ahead, my bad. Destroys what? Women. He's like, you know, when women call men trash, it's like, well, maybe you're the one picking it from the menu, so maybe we're not the problem. Maybe it's you are the problem. I don't know. I think everyone's trash, so that's, yeah. that's the problem. Nobody matters. Everybody Nobody matters. Everybody sucks. Uh, but, okay, well, that's it. That's our top like, our top like, our top dislike. Scoop. Did this make scoops? Top 20. Maybe my top 100. Ooh. Are you just not letting me build up to anything today? I'm like, I'm trying to set you up for things. I, I was going to say top 50. Then I would go on top 100. You're not letting me get the punchlines out on the joke today. God damn it, Scoop. God. My bad. Anyway, I love you. Uh, this is not in my top 100. This is top 200. Top 200. Top 200. It's a good episode. Not bad. Uh, it's got some moments. But, uh, you know, and of course, it's got a Funko out of it. I mean, this is really the only thing that comes out of this episode. I'm a little <laughs> So, but other than that, nothing else, guys. So, I think that's it, Scoot. That's, uh, we're done. That's, we've wrapped up another edition. Bad. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at SuckMyBallsPod. Find us on Facebook at South Park Pod. Email us at SuckMyBallsPod at gmail.com. We are hosted, of course, on Rat Salad Review, Hameen Media Group.podbean.com. But we would encourage you to please like us, share us, follow us on your on our own personal feed on Suck My Balls. If you just search a South Park Review on all of your podcast outlets we are distributed by anchor specifically so you'll find us there you'll hear our little anchor ad my little anchor ad at the top of the show please uh you know you check it out let us know what you think of uh our show if you have any feedback comments content and uh you'd like to see anything else here from us at <clears throat> suck my balls south park review scoop you have any words of wisdom you want to let the listeners uh know before we end our show today love you guys that scoops words of wisdoms for this episode of Shack Meh. We're back next week, guys. Another edition of Suck My Balls. Peace. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, 
where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Ungeret ved juletid Ting tang ting jo til dig Omkring ham dalet sneen hvid Ting tang ting jo til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til dig I høje tårn Ting tang ting jo til dig Og ventede ham som til forn Ting tang ting jo til dig Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til sol og gang Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til dig Den næste dag ved hed morgen rød Ting tang ting lu til dig De fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting lu til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting lu til dig For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lu til dig Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Ting-chang-ting-lu-ti-lai Hun kastede sig fra tårnene Ting-chang-ting-lu-ti-lai Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ting-chang-lu 